Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Tyler. We have Jim. We have a Thursday with no game. What is up, everyone? Pirates can't lose tonight. <laughs> Nailed it. It's good to see you handsome fellows again. Thanks. Yeah, it's been a while. We've all been on, right? Like, I meant Jim, but... I understand. I get it. Thank you, Tyler. It's nice to see you, too. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Jim more than Donardo, but he's busy, like, going to Beyonce concerts and... How was that, by the way? So, Donardo went to Beyonce last night in Tampa. I'm officially part of the Beehive. (laughs) You are? Yeah. How many songs... Did you sing along to like all the words? Oh, zero. I didn't sing any. You didn't sing along to any songs. You were, you were at a Beyonce concert. You didn't sing along at all. No, I I didn't. I don't particularly sing along to Beyonce songs, but it was a very, very good show. My wife absolutely does. And she did probably every single word. Okay. She's the type, like she knew what was coming up next. She's watched basically every show and every city on TikTok. She's got the set list memorized, all that. Yeah. She was like, okay, record this next part. <laughs> and then I record the next part. That was my job. I was I was the uh, video photographer. Gotcha. So, John Quill, close your ears real quick. How good did Beyonce look? Oh, she looks fantastic. <sighs> I'm sure. I won't need did. to close my ears. John Quill, yeah. We talk about Beyonce. You don't need to lie. You don't need to cover things up. She'll tell no. you firsthand. <laughs> yeah. She looks no, very you good. Yeah. You don't have to lie about that. Yeah, but no, I mean, again, it was a good show. This is my second time seeing her. I went to um, on the run tour to her and Jay-Z. Saw that in Miami. Again, like she puts on a great performance. Uh, you being a Tyler Swifty, you know, Jim, I've I never been to a Tyler. A Tyler Taylor Swifty. Swifty. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler and Taylor. <laughs> She's part of the Giants bullpen. Yeah. So uh, you being uh, a Swifty yourself, you've gone and seen her concert, right? I've seen I, I've seen Taylor Swift twice. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I can't relate, but I can understand she puts on a show. It's a great performance. You can definitely say the same with Beyonce. It was an absolute great show. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Drink a lot of beer. I'm more of a Laney Wilson guy myself. Understand. I like all three of those. Like I'm, I'm good with all three. Broad, spe- broad spectrum. Yeah. yeah, Jim's a man of the people. I can pretty much do anything outside of country. I just, again, I can't. I can't do country music, guys. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Okay, child. Sorry. Like I said, I've seen Beyonce. I've seen Beyonce all the way to Danzig. <laughs> He's seen Beyonce. I've seen Beyonce. I've seen I've seen Beyonce. Beyonce. I'm just saying, like the spectrum, you know. Like I've seen Beyonce yeah. and I've seen Danzig. I just can't no. do country. I'm I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Um, she was in Louisville, I think uh, it was last month or two months ago, and uh, you know, I, I let my wife get my ticket. I was entitled to one ticket as a Louisville football season ticket holder, so um, so she got hers. They had a, they had a girls' night. She said it was a good show. Thank you. All I got to say is you let your wife go see Beyonce. I let my wife go see Beyonce. I mean, Jim, we got all the points brewing. Yeah, I can, can do whatever, whatever I want. want. Literally anything I want the rest of the year. Yeah, me too. 
<laughs> we can, Jim, we can live our lives like Tyler. I can How go see Paul Skeens on Sunday if I want. Speaking of which, you Jim. Are. Yeah. Are you going to see Paul Skeens or are you going to see Livy Dunn? I'm I'm going to see Paul Skeens. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> With a side of Livy Dunn. I mean, if Livy's there, then I'll I'll see her. But yeah, definitely go in there to see Paul Skeens. Now, the thing is, Tyler, he can go and see Livy Dunn if he wants to because he let his wife see Beyonce. Touche, my friend. Touche. Which, by All the right, way, let's, to... let's talk about that just a hair. So you're going to go see Paul Skeens on Sunday. Pretty I cool. am. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it just kind of worked out kind of perfect. I have to be in Tampa Monday morning for work at like 8 a.m. So I was going to have to fly, fly in Sunday anyways. So now I'm just going earlier so I can see Paul Skeens pitch at noon. Yeah, works out great. Love it. Yeah. bit jealous. I'm not going to make it. I was already in Tampa. And then also just, you know, have to work. Like, it's Paul Skeens. He's going to throw like two innings. And as much as I want to, right. it's like, am I going to make the trip yeah. with two innings? You're going to be there. That's different. Right. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have made – I wouldn't have like flown to – Tampa, Bradenton area to see Paul Skeens pitch for two innings. But since I had to be there anyways, makes sense. What are you going to do if he like pitches terribly? Drink some beer. What's Pirates Twitter going to do while Jim's yeah. there and he pitches terribly? Oh, man. Jim, if he pitches terribly, it's all on you, man. It's all my, it's all my fault. Yeah. So you better not pitch terribly. He he better not go out like tomorrow did tonight either, because that's yeah. gonna be even worse. Yeah, let's he not gets talk hurt about that yet. Tamar hitting the hand with the pitch tonight, taken out of the game. Didn't look great, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see. No. Anyways, <laughs> what is yeah, it with pirates? Okay, what is it with pirates prospects getting hit in the hands? I feel like it goes all the way back to Starling Marte. Just it's, you know what? It's it's all prospects because I know pitchers but it feels just like it's us. pitchers just aren't good in the minors. Yeah. They don't have command, so their fastballs go all over the place. And when that happens, they they hit more people. That's why you shouldn't keep your guys in the minors very long. You should get them to the majors as soon as possible because major league pitchers have way better command than minor league pitchers. You get hit way less in the majors. Than you I mean, get. I think. I remember you mentioning this point quite a bit. Just, I feel like it was slightly jokingly about Henry Davis, about just call him up because guys just keep hitting him in the hands. I don't really know if he's been drilled in the hand that much since he's come up. I can't even, maybe once? I can think of one instance, but he does have that pad on right. there now. But like but... It felt like it was every other night he was getting drilled. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I'm looking up right now how many times he's gotten hit by a pitch this year. And it I mean, is, it's a few. Three. Yeah, three. But like in the minors, he was getting hit like every other day. Yeah, three in 49 games. And look at last year. No, look at this year. It was seven in 41. Last year it was eight in 31 in double A, nine in 22 in high A. Yeah. I mean, it's not, Back it's not colors. like a, it's a, it's not a false thing. Like if you get yeah. to the majors, you're going to be hit by less pitches because the pitchers are better. 
they aren't going to miss inside by four feet as much as minor leaguers are. Unless it's like the 2013 Pirates Reds series. Yeah. You might want to go back to the minors. That was on purpose, though. They weren't even a handsome. (laughs) True. Yeah. Chapman's aiming right for the head. Anyways. We want to get into this? Let's do it. What do we want to talk about first? Let's talk about Hayes first. Okay. I want to talk about some positive. We went downhill a little bit there. So let's bring it back up. Much like right. Brian Hayes' season. Then talk Just about it. Talk. Great yeah. talk, guys. Then talk Wonderful. about it, dude. So since August 8th, Key Brian Hayes has been on an absolute tear. Um, if you're watching it, watching, you'll see the graphic up on the screen, kind of outlining everything. If you're uh, listening to the podcast, you're just going to have to take our word for it. But um, as you can see here, just struggling heavily uh, up until about uh, 10 days ago, uh, 75 weighted runs created plus um, until August 8th. After August 8th, he's now working with a 237 weighted runs created plus. He's hitting 417, OBP of 462. He's slugging 806. Walk rate is up. Strikeout rate is down. Power is up. Um, you got to love what you're seeing out of Brian Hayes just over the last week and a half or so. Uh, probably the best stretch of baseball we've seen him play since his rookie year. Absolutely. I want to know what Tyler thinks about him. Okay. Um, it's very weird staring at a graphic, but <clears throat> I think what, when we're looking at Cabrian Hayes, I think what he's doing right now is that he's doing a very good job of taking advantage of mistake pitches that guys are giving him, which I don't know that we saw that from him just for the last three years. Um, I've tweeted before, and if anybody watches the postgame show, I feel like at some point these teams are going to start getting back to pounding him in a lot. He's going to get attacked back inside because at this point, I still don't know that he's able to get to that inside pitch and turn on anything. I think he's still going to roll over on some things. But we're also seeing a guy that's able to take that breaking ball that's just left over the heart of the plate. And he really is driving that thing with authority. And that's not really something we've seen him do in a very long time. So the positive, I guess, for me is that he's taking advantage of them mistake pitches. I don't know that I see anything fundamentally different with the swing. I think it's more just an approach type of thing where it feels like he's able to really just get out in front of those pitches that are like in the heart away and he's not just blooping it the other way driving into the ground he's able to turn on that a little more i don't know that he's going to be able to be as successful with the pitch middle in i don't i haven't seen that yet with him but you're always going to get a mistake pitch in an at-bat it's just going to happen at the very least every other at-bat you're going to get those pitches right now he's doing that very well that's a really good point. Um, and we, we talked about this either yesterday or the day before, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to execute pitches like in the major leagues. It's difficult. Uh, you, you look at a lot of pitchers, and you, you just look, use the Pirates as an example. Uh, there, there are a few pitchers on this staff who are good at at getting a fastball in on the hands, but there are some who just either they refuse to even try to do it, or they just like can't do it. The, the, the guy that kind of sticks out in my head is Rowanzi Contreras. I don't know if I've ever, ever seen. Rowanzi Contreras throw like an inside fastball in his career, right? So you kind of think of that and and yeah, if you're gonna say you're gonna look at Hayes' swing and say, yeah, there's there's a hole there because he lets that ball get a little deep. So anything inside, you know, he's not really gonna be able to drive it with authority. But like you mentioned, Tyler, it's hard to execute every single pitch. You're going to see mistakes throughout the course of a ball game. Uh, and if you're able to make pitchers pay for those mistakes, that's what separates people from being good hitters or bad hitters. Because again, pitchers are going to execute a lot of their pitches, but if you can make them pay for the few mistakes that they make, you're going to be a good hitter in this league. And that's what we've seen Cabrian Hayes do these last two weeks. He's, he's making pitchers pay for their mistakes. Um, he's driving the ball. He's hitting it hard. He's hitting it in the air. Um, it's, it's been really fun to see. Hopefully it lasts. I mean, I, I don't think we've seen enough of it to say like Hayes has completely turned a corner and, and you know, he's he's going to be an all-star and, and he's, he's, he's finally, it's all clicked for him, right? Like, I don't think anybody's ready to say that, but we he went through that little stretch earlier in the year, you know, with the, the little toe tap, right? But it was like two games. It was like two, three games. This has been sustained now for over a week. Uh, he has looked like the best hitter on this club for 10 days now. Um, if he can just not even keep this rate up, right? Because you look at these numbers and obviously these aren't sustainable. But if he, if he can just keep hitting the ball hard and driving it with consistency and taking advantage of those mistakes that you mentioned, you could be looking at a whole different key Brian Hayes. So I just want to clarify one thing. Because I want to talk about that. Because you know me too. It's always, you know, if there's something fundamentally different, I'm paying more attention. If it's just a hot streak, it's a hot streak, right? So we know this time around, he he's ditched the toe tap. So there's something different. But then again, like we talked about the toe tap before when he was good. And then well, we maintained the toe tap and wasn't good. So you said it was a couple games. It was actually eight. So he had to stretch 531 to 6-9. 34 plate appearances. He hit 559. Slug 941, a 308 way to runs created plus. Actually, like very similar to what he's doing right now, right? Two home runs in that span, two doubles, three triples, 19 hits. Uh, I mean, it's a little, 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 little smaller of the small sample size, but he had the toe tap, went off for eight games, and then just disappeared again. So, like, this is where I'm also at the same sense of I'm not buying into anything from Brian Hayes. This is almost like I'm on the Doug side. We talk about post game shows. I heard Doug say he's got to wait till all the end of next year. Doug's like, I don't care about these two months. I also need to see the end of next year, and then I'll decide. I don't know if I need that long, but I certainly need more than this. You know, we've seen this from Brian Hayes. We saw his rookie year, which excited us and said, hey, maybe Brian Hayes is something. Maybe something happened in this weird 2020 season where there's no minor league games, and he's a different player. And he busted up to the top of the rankings of prospects. And then he came out the very next year. It wasn't good. And then he came out the next year. 
wasn't good, right? And it came out this year, and like you're seeing, the same, you're seeing the same stuff. So it's like, I don't know if I can really buy into this either. But it's one of those things, like Jim, we've talked about. If you're going to have a small sample, better be good. Right now, there's a small sample since coming back from the injury. He's gone away from the toe tap, and so far, it's really, really good. So like, I'm encouraged what I see so far in this sense, but I definitely need more time. What what I do like now, granted, it's after this incredible streak right now is this is the best he's been. And you look at the whole entirety of this season, like he's added 92 weighted runs created plus for the year. That's what this did for him last year, 88 the year before that 87. So we always talked about like if Cabrian Hayes could be in this like 90 ish range to hundred, like about an average, you know, hitter, he could be really, really good. Now he has to like sustain a 92 over a course. He can't go like all Jack Sawinski on us and be gone as Buckers at 90% of the season. <laughs> And then come back for 10 games. I actually want to push back on that thought. I think that if Cabrian Hayes turns into a Jack Swinski type of guy that gets really streaky and becomes a league average hitter, somehow where he goes through these stretches, I think we take that every day of the week. If Cabrian Hayes can go through a Jack Swinski type of season like he has this year, I think there's no question we take that. Obviously without the power, but just like a stretch of being hot, cold, hot, cold. I think we take that every day of the week. I'm with Tyler because I think hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold is better than what we've seen up to this point. Like that's a that's a pretty big improvement, especially if it averages out to him then being basically a league average hitter. Um, I mean, you've seen how the Pirates have played just over this stretch with with Hayes. They 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 are a better baseball team when Hayes is hitting Um, and and you're kind of seeing that lately, the pirates have been basically a 500 club for three, four weeks now. Uh, And a lot of that has to do with what Hayes has done these last two weeks. Okay. I'll take it. Right. I mean, it's better than 70 way to runs created plus to Brian Hayes, but man, I mean like just what Jack has done to me, and just like evaluating players now, like the glove plays, that's where it's different. Like Jack doesn't have a glove to lot like rely on. And say I'm still a three word player. Jack Sawinski, if he's not hot, hurts the team. Where Cabrian can still help it when he's not hot. Exactly. So like I get what you're saying. Like I'll take this Cabrian Hayes absolutely. But man, can we have some sustainability like in this lineup? Can we have some people that are just like consistently okay? Like I'll just take okay. From Gravine Hayes over the course of a season of a 90 weighted weighted runs created plus, opposed to being very, very bad and have two weeks where he's really, really hot and then being very, very bad. Again, I understand like the the, the glove plays and he'll still always be an asset in that sense. But can we just not have a lineup full of just streaky hitters? (laughs) Yeah, lineups full of streaky hitters, they're nice when everybody's hot. (laughs) That doesn't happen. They all take if everybody's cold, then it's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a rough night. Um, but no, I I think uh, I mean just kind of wrap this this conversation up a little bit. But yeah, I mean I'll take. I mean a ninety way to runs created plus isn't good enough for Cabrian Hayes. Like plain and simple, I think he needs to be a hundred. Like give me a hundred weighted runs created plus over the course of an entire season, and I will be extremely happy. If he's putting up a 90 weighted runs created plus, he's still he's still fine. Like he's a, he's a valuable player. He's an asset to the team, but he's just 
it's frustrating because you just know that there's something more in there that he's not tapping into because we've, we, we, we've seen stretches like this over and over again over the course of his career. I don't know if we've seen a stretch this long exactly, um, oh, except for his rookie year. Yeah, except for yeah. his rookie year. But since then, this may be kind of the longest that we've seen just sustained success from him. Um, yeah, like I, I, I would, I, I would give anything for Brian Hayes just to turn into like a good hitter. Like it, it would be so good for this team, and like it, it fills a big hole for you too. Because right now you just kind of you, you think of future lineups, and yeah, Hayes is there, but like he doesn't excite you, right? But a, a, a Brian Hayes who can hit, that's exciting. That's what we need. There. How long are we going to stare at this graphic? This looks weird. I feel like I'm talking to Brian Hayes racing his fist. Anyhow. What do you want to tell him? I'd like the Talk graphic to, to go away. I think we've all read it 15 times at this point. Oh, thank God. Let it appease you, Tyler. Thank you. Good so lord. Mean. Well, I mean, at some point it was just like, all right, how long am I going to stare at this thing? But, Nardo, I do think you brought up an interesting point about the toe tap because I'm not going to lie. I didn't really like it. Like, I think it leaves you susceptible to some breaking stuff, some off speed stuff. I don't really love it in general. If it works for you, it works for you. I do think that it got him to a point where now he's able to be comfortable on that back half. And we're really seeing that with the off speed and breaking stuff where he's able to turn on that now. So that's the part that's a little bit more intriguing to me. I like where he's at a little bit more now where he's able to stay a little longer on that backside. And it's not like touch here, touch here, touch here. It was very mechanically like tough to stay consistent with, with the double toe tapping had going on. Um, but I think it led him to where he's at now. That is a little bit encouraging to me. Fair. So you're left encouraged though at this point. No, I'm, I'm definitely encouraged. Like I love the approach. I like a lot of what he's doing right now. Do you think, again, when I say sustainable, we're not talking about God, like a Brian Hayes, mm-hmm. but do you think he's a different player on the other side of this right now? Um, obviously not sustainable, but I think the most encouraging part of it at this point is just he's cut down the strikeout so much. Like he's putting balls in play and he's putting them in play in the air. So I don't know, like if we're looking at a legitimate hitter here, but like I said, and like Jim said, just give us league average, man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need a legit hitter from him. It would be outstanding to have it, but you don't need it. I'm not gonna lie, uh, you might need a legitimate hitter to be for this team to be good. A lot of guys are falling short in other spots where you were probably counting on them to to not come up short. And so yeah, like you need you need Hayes to overperform your expectations. One thing I didn't know. I probably just missed this, but he has a career high for uh, home runs in the season eight this year. Yeah. I and, and I mean, you look at that too, like he'll probably be double digit home runs this year, which, you know, he's never done. Uh, yep. Obviously if eight's the most he's ever had uh, his, his, uh, you know, 
his WOBA is higher than it's ever been since his rookie year. His slugging's the highest it's been since his rookie year. His batting average is the highest it's been since his rookie year. Like he's he's slowly putting together at least a better offensive season from what we've seen from him. No, he's quickly putting together a better season. That's true. It is being quick. Like that just brings <laughs> you back to why Jack Sawinski's Jack Sawinski. We all criticize him because we've seen this from Cabrian Hayes for like ten days, and he's already almost league average. He's right. just got hot for a week. Yeah, he, he was. 10 days ago, he was at the worst season of his career. Yeah. 10 days later, the best season of his career. <laughs> right. To date. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'll say this too. Like, I'm left encouraged by Cabron Hayes, but I, I definitely want to see this over the rest of the season. You know, I want to see how he finishes. If he goes in September, there's a big lull, and he's back to the old Cabron Hayes, and I'm probably going to look at this more of a, a hot stretch. And this is just what Cabron Hayes is. He'll change his. It's like, a Josh very, Bell. very, yeah, I was going to say a very, very, very worse version of Josh Bell, right? He's going to tinker with things and it's going to look good for a little bit and then be bad. So he tinkers again. But it is what it is. Like you said, like I, I will take this from Cabrian Hayes over a whole full season if like it comes out to a 90 way to, way to run square place at the end of the year. But man, I just hate the inconsistencies of players. No, I get that. I think the goal right now is like, if Hayes can finish the year with a weighted runs created plus closer to a hundred than ninety, I'll take that at this point. Cooking, like that's a good that's a good lead into the off season, and then you kind of hope. All right, he he got better and better and better throughout the year. You can hope then that twenty twenty four, he just continues to get better. Yeah, I just, I really just want to see him continue. To an extent, what he's doing, obviously, he's not going to stay at this toward pace, but the league's going to adjust to him and what he's doing. I'd like to see him just continue at a just a league average pace, man. That's it. So we're asking for, buddy. Just be normal. <laughs> You've never had an easier task in life. We just want you to be average. <laughs> like, you're great at everything else. Just be normal here. Right. Yep. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Anything else with uh with Hayes we want to talk? I'm good. Cautiously optimistic. Probably can't put it that's, any better than that. Yeah, that's good. It's good. Uh good fair way to to describe it. <sighs> Next topic. Let's move on. We uh our favorite guy. Some entertaining entertaining clips and bites and i listened to the entire show and if you haven't you can listen to chris rose from john boy he uh he had on austin hedges a whole 30 some minute show it was good it was entertaining i'll 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 take my takeaway from this i know jim watched it tyler did you watch any of it at all it's in pieces oh it's more than i even thought i guess i'll say this my entire thing from it was i feel like austin hedges is actually a pretty cool dude like, I would probably go have a beer with him. Seems like a good guy. Seems pretty funny. Little self-aware. Maybe not entirely, <laughs> as the clip exposes. But, um, but, but yeah, uh, wasn't a good baseball player. And uh, it seemed like it hit him a little bit in Pittsburgh. Kind of hit him blindly. It hit him on the blind side. Also topical. But anyway. All right, so, yeah, I mean, let's, <laughs> do we want to play the clip? Yeah. 
All right. So Austin Hedges, August 14th. This came out on Monday. Two-minute clip. He basically uh, goes in on Pirates fans. So take a listen if you haven't already. The reason that you are in the big leagues is because you can keep a locker room together. You know how to work a pitching staff. You know how to get the best out of people. And I imagine when I heard the booze in Pittsburgh when you were coming up to the plate, that that hurt like hell. Yeah, that sucked, dude. That was that was wild. That was I, I didn't expect that. But uh, uh, you know, I was really excited to play in Pittsburgh this year. My mom, uh, my mom grew up there, uh, and so I grew went there all the time. And you know, there's a you know. Went to went to Pirates games with my with my grandpa who passed away. Like it was like just really it was really cool. So I was really excited for this year, and you know things just uh, didn't go as well for me offensively as 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 I wanted. Um, and the second the second they started calling up some catchers, uh, man, the fans just like. But it was like out of nowhere on one day. Like I'm wondering, like was there like a like a like a group text? Like did they all? How did they all know? You hear like did people just hear boo like oh boo boo like that's just boo it was like it was really really in sync like they were like all right everybody here we go it's time we're booing hedgy every time now here we go and they did and i, I like threw me off of it. i'm like what why like what this is my it's all my fault like all right but it was uh it was tough because it was something I'd never had. I've had to overcome a lot in this game, just like everybody has had to overcome a lot. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in the big leagues, it's 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 really really hard. Um, so everybody's going through a lot every day. But this was one that um, I didn't really necessarily know how to overcome. The the one that stings though is the is when the home fans do it. Crowd gets to go wild. It got to the point where I was getting pinch hit for sometimes, and but they play my walk up song. <laughs> because they thought like I'd be on deck and they'd pinch it and we they'd play my walk so like not announced and they would boo. <laughs> they hear when they hear when Pittsburgh hears Fat Bottom Girls by Queen, they just naturally boo. You hear, oh won't you take me back? Yeah. Life sucks. He sucked. That's what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, just to just to give my thoughts on all of this, right? Because let's be real. I uh, I laid it on pretty thick for you know with with Austin Hedges. You know, the pretty much the entire since day one, basically. Um, he went on and on and on to basically say that like it was, it was affecting like his psyche, like his mental health. Like he, it, he, he did not enjoy those last few weeks in Pittsburgh, just constantly getting, getting, you know, food every time uh, he got up to bat. But I think the, the problem herein lies. And, and again, you mentioned before Austin Hedges seems like a great guy. I'm a pirates fan, right? So like my, I want Austin Hedges to do really well whenever he's up to bat no matter what, right? I'm cheering for Austin Hedges. If I'm bashing Austin Hedges being in this lineup, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm mad that Austin Hedges is getting playing time, I'm not mad at Austin Hedges. I'm upset at the Pittsburgh Pirates organization in their front office 
And whoever it's whoever's decision it was to trot a guy who was hit a 28 weighted runs created plus. He was hitting 180. He was slugging 230. And they just put this guy out there day in and day out, knowing that he had no business being an everyday major league catcher. And they put him in the situation. Like, what are fans supposed to do when they see an unacceptable product on the field? They're, they are booing the unacceptable product. That's what, that's what I was upset about, right? So Austin Hedges, you seem like a cool dude. Obviously, this season didn't work out the way you wanted, didn't work out the way I wanted, doesn't, didn't work out the way anybody wanted. Um, I think it's a little confusing to me that like he doesn't understand why fans were booing. Like, do you not realize how bad you were playing? And the fact that you were playing every day was blocking the two most highly anticipated prospects that we had in the minors. Like, there are plenty of reasons for Pittsburgh Pirates fans to be very frustrated with the fact that Chris that Austin Hedges was starting baseball games in July. Like there were a lot of reasons. Um, so guys, it sucks. It, it, I, I, I feel bad for the guy. Um, but at the end of the day, like this, the fan base is upset. And all of that's really directed towards the front office. It's not really directed towards Austin Hedges. It's not his fault that he went out there and was terrible day in and day out. It's the organization's fault for playing him every day when there were clearly better options that everyone knew was better. And the organization just lied to us every week. Ben Charrington, every single Sunday afternoon on the Ben Charrington show, just straight up lied to us. Because guess what, guys? As soon as it made sense, for the Pirates to call up those other catchers after the Super 2 deadline, all of this stuff that they were telling us for months and months and months about how Austin Hedges is invaluable to this team because of the way he handles his pitching staff and preps the pitchers and calls and his defense, when it was no longer convenient for the Pirates to play Austin Hedges to block service time of their top prospects, they traded him for nothing they received zero dollars and zero players in return for a guy that for months they told us every single week was invaluable to this organization and this team they traded him for nothing they traded him for something theoretical in the future that may or may not even exist and I want to clear this up because I'm sure there's people are watching or listening and they're saying, well, Jim, you're wrong. You're an idiot. They trained for international bonus pool money, $700,000. And again, for people to understand the bonus pool, you don't actually trade actual dollars, right? The Texas Rangers didn't give the Pirates $700,000 that's allocated towards international money. As Jim put it, I think it best describes the best, right? Like they, they gave them a higher credit limit, right? The Pirates are now allowed to spend $700,000 more and the Rangers are now allowed to spend $700,000 less. That's all it is. So like you said, nothing actually exchanged. They just increased their limit. And all it really was was basically like Texas probably looks and says, well, there's no one left that we want. We're not going to use this. 
So here, you take our limits. <laughs> so I, like to an extent, I do feel bad for Austin Hedges a little bit. Just, just the hair. Um, like you guys said, he seems like a nice guy. Um, I, I do, I would, like Jim said, I'd like to sit down and just talk ball with him. I, the guy knows ball. Obviously he does bring something behind the plate. Like he's whatever made up numbers that sabermetrics like to throw at us. He's one of the top defensive catchers in baseball. Where he loses me is that he basically called us all stupid that we don't understand catching. There was that whole article where he just basically called us all stupid. I feel a lot less bad about him after that. If he was just a guy trying his hardest every night and he just couldn't hit, which we all knew he could not hit. We knew that five years ago before he was the Pirates catcher. Everybody knew that immediately. Everyone knew he couldn't hit. And then he was worse than that. He was the worst hitter of all time, almost. And then you want to tell us we're stupid because we don't understand it, basically. That's where you kind of lose me. Nice enough guy, it seems like, but you know what? You kind of burn a bridge here. I'm good. Piss off. Jim said it already. Sherrington just pooped down our throat for a while. Told us how great like and invaluable he was. Just open up our mouths, take a poop down it. That's what Ben Sherrington was doing every week on Sunday. And then the second it was the most opportune time, goodbye. This, the entire thing was a sham from the beginning. So what I'll say is, Jim from the very, very start absolutely bashed it, right? I didn't totally hate it. I didn't hate the Austin Hedges signing. I looked at it as a guy who has a lot of experience. He's a very good defensive catcher. Um, be good for the pitching. And and hey, like you mentioned, the two of the most anticipated prospects are catchers. Like what an invaluable process it would be to have Austin Hedges there to help them. I mean, you think like if you're Andy Rodriguez and you can look to your shoulder and you see Austin Hedges there, that's a win. Like, I'm going to learn a lot from the coaching. I'm going to learn a lot from the actual guy here is doing it. You know, like, like what they can learn to help that curve for them is a very, very good thing. The problem was, just like you said, Jim, the problem was, well, they weren't getting called up. And he didn't start from day one. And didn't come up in mid-April or May or June, right? Like, that process started, like, lengthening. Like, the, the, guy, the kids weren't here. So you have this guy who can teach them a lot, and he's not teaching them because they're not here to be taught. And then they, they finally come. Well, Henry Davis is the first one to come up and he's not catching. And why is he not catching? Because they have to trot out Austin Hedges. Well, that doesn't make sense. So like you said, Jim, it's not that we're booing Austin Hedges. I think most of us were comfortable, like not comfortable, but we got it. We understood why he's here and, and whatever. But like once you started bringing up the catchers and Henry Davis being the first one and he wasn't catching because of Hedges being there. It's like, well, what's going on? What are we doing? You literally have Henry Davis here. He's your number one prospect. He's like your top dog. Maybe not number one per se, but like he's like your top dog, and he's a catcher, and he's not catching because Austin Hedges is doing it, and Austin Hedges is bad. 
So what are we doing here? And then ND does come up and you're like, okay, let's do it. And you still have Hedges there catching more than like he should. And why is Andy, why is Andy getting days off? What's, what's going on here? Why is Austin Hedges catching at the expense of these two guys? Now we've been waiting to see all year long. So that's where I think all his animosity came up. And like you see him being booed because he should not be in this lineup. Like once a week, that's it at this point in time. Let him be here to help coach these guys, whatever. But he's not be here on the playing field. And so, like you guys are talking about this this thing, like what really got me was like you talk about Tyler, how he's like talking to us like how we're dumb about the catching. Man, when he turned it and spun on Eric Hosmer, I'm like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> he, he, you know, he went and saying how like he felt bad for Eric Hosmer we went through. And again, like the human element, I can I can understand, like I feel bad for the person. Like, I don't want the person to really go through that. Obviously, I'd rather the person not, but the person's going through it because he's not good at his job and he's being put out there every single day. So as a fan who buys a ticket to see this product and the product isn't as good as it can be because you're playing guys like Eric Hosmer who stinks and Austin Hedges who stinks, like the fans want to boo it, right? That's why they throw tomatoes at a play in the 1500s <laughs> because it wasn't good, right? So like we start about Eric Hosmer, like you, you guys don't understand. Like he was such a good teammate. Like people, you know, you can do that stuff from the bench. You don't have to do it going up there and hitting a ball into the ground and making an out and ending the inning. Right? Like, that's off the field stuff that you have value in. Not on the field. That's why you shouldn't be on the field. Be off of it doing it. At the end of the day, you're getting pinch hit for. That means you suck. Yeah. Like, you're talking Every about how, how you're getting pinch hit for and people are booing because they hear your walk-up music. That's because you suck. There's no I mean, other there way were, around it. You're bad. There were there were games they were pinch hitting Jason Delay in situations for yeah. Austin Hedges, you know, and yeah, they pinch and, uh, hit for both of them in one game. Both the catchers got pinch hit for that were starting over Andy and Henry. He was putting an unfair spot, but. Unfair also, like you're getting $5 million to be terrible. You can suck it up and deal with it. And I'm not saying he's not. But like, I don't really care. And and I'll say this, there was a lot of discourse um, a couple of days ago when, you know, when, when this clip came out, I'm not one to boo my team. I'm not going to do it. I don't boo You're my full team. Of shit. No, I don't boo my team. I don't boo my players. I'll boo opposing players just, and opposing just coaches. Just the kids on the Louisville yeah, sidelines. No, I don't. I don't boo my players. Okay. Um, so, like personally, I'm not booing Austin Hedges, right? But this isn't. You, you, you know, there were some 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 people out there who were, and it was not just one person. There were multiple takes. You know, that were similar to this, like. You're, you're, what if someone came to your place of work and just started booing you, right? And, and like, here's the thing it's not the same. <laughs> like, this is, people don't pay money to see you work for fun. Like, that's not a thing. Like, this is entertainment. You have people dedicating a lot of their time, their money, their energy to watching something that they want to be entertained at, right? So when you feel that something that you're paying for, for entertainment, 
isn't up to the standards that it should be, which, let's be real, putting lineups with Austin Hedges in it is not living up to the standards that you should you should have when you're going to watch a Major League Baseball team. Yeah, like you mentioned, once a week, sure. But Austin Hedges shouldn't be playing four, five times a week, whatever it was. Um, you have every right as a fan who dedicates so much time, money, and energy into this thing to entertain yourself. You've got every right in the world to boo if you want. So, I mean, that's that's kind of my take on it. It's not, it's not really the same as, you know, if you're working in an office in a cubicle and someone shows up to you and just starts booing all the time, that person didn't, maybe that person didn't travel. They didn't take a vacation. They didn't buy tickets. They didn't, they're, they're not spending three hours of their day wanting to be entertained by you and your cubicle, right? It's a different situation. So just want to put that out there. I do the hell he was terrible. No surprised. He deserved to be booed. Like, I'm sorry. And like I just said, it was a Pirates problem. They're the ones that put him in the lineup every day. I'm still booing Austin Head just for being bad at this job. I get yelled at for being bad at my job. I get bad reviews on Google if I'm bad at my job. This is my bad review. Boo. And that's fair. I think I think you've got every right in the world to think that way. And I'm glad you bring it up because that's basically how I was spinning this, right? Like no one, no one has people come to the job and boo them basically because no one can. Like, you know, like you can't just show up at my job, come to my desk and boo me. First off, you probably can't get into the building, right? To do it. But like, here's something. When your cable goes out for the 10th time this month, do you call your cable company? Do you chew them out? That person who did nothing to you on the phone. Do you yell at them? Do you scream at them? Do you get upset that listen, I'm tired of this. I'm sick. I'm fed up with this, right? Oh, we're not children. I don't yell plenty at people customer do. service no. representatives. That's regardless. That's mean. Plenty, they didn't, they okay. didn't do anything. Yeah. Plenty do. Plenty do. Ones that suck. It's all hedges. Why are you guys coming at me? Pl- I, don't, I don't give a shit. Plenty do. <laughs> because right? like when Denardo, that, when let's that put it this card- way. If we're on a podcast and somebody Denardo, is bad at their job, Denardo, we're gonna boo you. Boo. You suck. Okay, so again, what I'm alluding to is when people call customer service because they're pissed off, right? Or that that credit card collector calls you and you want to like be mad at them. That person is doing their job, also. You know, like that's their form of being booed at, right? They're just doing their job, right? When like all this stuff happens, when if you're a politician and you have the town hall and all everyone's going crazy at you because you made a terrible freaking decision for the town. Like that's their version of getting booed, right? There's plenty of people that do their profession and have a form of being booed at in baseball or sports, or as you talk about entertainment, this is part of it. And that's why you get compensated the way you do also. Like it's all part of the package, you know? So this is a form of entertainment. I'm going to entertain. I don't like the product and I'm booing the product. You are the product. You're, you're an entertainer in the version of a sports star. So, yeah. And again, like I can't be 86% below average <laughs> and not be booed at at my job or get, you know, yelled at or whatever. So, like, maybe you shouldn't be the worst hitter in baseball. I'm just saying, like, your whole customer service analogy was terrible. Why? 
It was stupid. Like Literally. everything else you mentioned had something to do with the person that's getting criticized. They're getting booed. The customer service person just has nothing to do with it. That's just bad take. So someone getting yelled at being part of their job is a bad take? No. Like that customer saying, service rep who did nothing and part of their job is getting yelled at by, by people because they're upset no, about something. No, it's part of their job. they're wrong. I'm sorry. No, wow, that's part of their Okay. Getting yelled at is part of their job, but they're not the ones that caused the problem. Austin Hedges being care. bad at his job was part of the problem. That person just answered the phone has nothing to do with so it. So all I'm trying to say is there's people making thousand percent less money than he is, and it's part of their job to get yelled at. So again, yeah, I don't okay. care. You're making five million dollars getting yelled at or booed at. I don't care. Those people are making fifteen dollars an hour Those getting yelled at, and that's part of their job. Hour aren't the ones that are screwing up. Austin Hedges was the one screwing up. Who gives a shit who's screwing up? That's the point I I'm do. making. They the are doing their job and getting yelled at and making $15 an hour. No, you cannot criticize the person making $15 an hour that just I'm not criticizing them, you stupid mother. You are, <laughs> you are agreeing with the people that like to yell at them. I'm not agreeing. What I'm telling you is there's people making $15 an hour that literally get yelled at every single day. If they can do it and it's part of their job, I don't give a shit that Austin Hedges, who makes $5 billion, is getting booed for. I'm not going to cry for him because there's people making $15 an hour to get it every single damn day. See, if you would have started we with done? that, that would have been more correct. It's literally what I'm saying. No, it's not, Jim. Part of their right job here. is taking calls and getting yelled at. No. You're wrong. You're a dummy. Jim, am you're I right so, here? You're so dumb. No, the analogy is just wrong. You want to pick apart the, the most meaningless part of the whole analogy. Yeah, I'm literally telling you, someone makes $15 an hour and gets yelled at. Well, that's not the no, same. Who no. gives a shit? You're, no. Denardo, let's just, you're up here. Let's bring it down here. Hold no. on. No. Boo Tyler. Everyone boo Tyler right now. Let's, let's just. You're doing hey. a damn terrible job on the show. Re reel it in there. Hold on. Nope. I'm taking my gym stance. If I just scream yell louder than you, I'm right. Can we, I've learned from the best, Tyler. You're not going to defeat me right now. All right. Can we just like reel it in the air here? Just calm down here, pal. No. <laughs> Don't call okay. me pal, buddy. Let's let, Okay. So that fella making $15 an hour is not the one that screwed up. So he doesn't deserve getting booed. Now, granted, if that guy making $15 an hour is the one that screwed up or is part of the reason that screwed up, then yes, he does. But he's just sitting there answering the phone. That's like blaming Jason DeLay for Austin Hedges starting every day. Jason DeLay's got nothing to do with it. But he's part of the problem because he's the backup. So we're going to boo Jason DeLay all the time. Even though he's not really the guy that's starting every single day. He's not the one that screwed this entire thing up. Austin Hedges sucks. Everyone Great. knows it. So he just rolls out there. He's the, he's hitting a 28 way to runs created plus, And he doesn't understand why he's getting booed. And there's two guys behind that are much better. Jason Great. is just a customer service guy that's so, hanging so out. So for the people that. that are upset that Austin Hedges is getting booed, I present you a case where someone who makes Way less money who has to get booed every single day at their job. End of the story. End of discussion. Move forward. Don't pick that apart. Jim, am I right here? Like his customer service rep little thing was just wrong. 
It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a good analogy. No, it wasn't. Thank you. Okay, then fine. It was just a bad. I won't analogy. talk about the people who are making way less money and literally getting booted their job every single day. But we'll no. just forget about that. It's not exactly relatable. So exactly. for the people who don't like people getting booed because no one goes to their job and boos them, I'm giving you a scenario of people who get booed at, at their job. But I, get, I can't use that, I guess, because it's not their fault. So people don't get booed out of jobs. Exactly, because it doesn't Everything correlate. Everything's roses. All right, we're good. It doesn't correlate. Cool. We get it. We're all good now. Great. Good talk. Perfect. Anything else you want to add about Austin Hedges, you guys? <laughs> no, it just in order's point didn't correlate. I just want to point it out. It doesn't have to correlate. It presents an example. No, but it does. Perfect. To me, it does. Okay, fine. Just a quick update also. Uh, Austin Hedges has uh, started one game since being traded to the Texas Rangers. They're basically carrying three catchers right now. They are swapping out Jonah Heim and Mitch Garver for basically catcher DH every other day, essentially. And uh, Austin Hedges isn't playing at all. Shocker. Yeah, he's bad. We all know it. It's just he's not the customer service rep answering the phone. Doesn't have to be. No, he doesn't. Just once but, again but, showing that people get booed yeah. at their job. Every day. Yeah, he's plenty just of a, plenty, plenty of the difference is that yeah. he's the technician that gets sent out there with faulty equipment. And then he screws up and he gets blamed for it as well. That's what right. happens. And the customer then, service rep is the one that takes the blunt of it. Yeah. So once again, there's plenty of people that get booed at their job. No, but the difference was that you were comparing who gives a shit what the difference is to the my god, you wanna rep. you wanna like back up Austin Hedges? No. I'm just criticizing your little rant you had there. It was kind of stupid. Okay, great. <laughs> Sorry. People don't get booed at their jobs. You shouldn't boo Austin Hedges either. No, you should boo everybody. So the Twins, <laughs> they're coming into town. They also have actually over on the team once. Actually, time. the Pirates are going to the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Boo, Donardo! <laughs> Boo! This isn't the same, buddy. <laughs> Come down, pal. Yeah, so Pirates are heading into Minneapolis. Um, I don't know much about the Twins. Not a team I watch a lot. You want my take? That's it. Why are the Twins good? Because like you looked at their team and you're like, I... Who who's this? Who? Like Carlos Correa's on the team. Yeah. He's not even like near the top player. Yeah, I mean they're 60, 63 and 59. They are in first place um in the dreadful American League Central. Um yeah, I mean just looking at their lineup. Yeah, Carlos Correa hasn't even been that good this year. But he's been their best offensive player for the most part. Um, you got some guys who are playing good baseball as of late. Uh, Jorge Polanco's kind of hot right now. Max Kepler, Royce Lewis, Joey Gallo, they're all kind of swinging good bats currently. Royce Lewis, man. I know. They're, my eyes they're, are um, He's still a thing. 
It's good. Yeah, I mean, their their calling card though is their starting rotation. Um, between Pablo Lopez, who, Ooh, who? you know, is he's a guy. He's he's a guy. Who? Pablo Lopez having just a really really good season for the Twins. Sounds like uh, a dude he's to me. starting game one uh, tomorrow. If I'm, I'm going to nitpick, like Pablo Lopez is not a guy. He's a dude. Different. He's name. a okay. Here we go. He, Pablo Lopez has turned. He's he's evolved from, from a, a guy, guy to, to a dude. dude. Yep. Yeah. He went through like the Charmander. I remember this argument last year. Value. Yeah. Like, this yeah. year. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a, I like was a, right. Like a, I was correct. Yeah. Like a like a Pokemon evolving. That's what he did. He evolved <laughs> to a dude. Um, Pablo Lopez is a dude. He's starting game one. Sunny Gray. Also kind of a dude this year, um, starting game two. And then uh, Dallas Keuchel, somehow still alive, um, (laughs) starting game three. So he's got, you know, definitely the best shot of a Pirates win comes there. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, he's only thrown two games this year, uh, and he's been really bad. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray is a tough one-two combo uh, to begin a series. That entire team's like an island of misfit toys that actually worked out. Because you named all those guys, I'm like, oh yeah, they are with the Twins. Oh yeah, he is with the Twins. They're just like an irrelevant franchise that I don't really think about. Well, because every time they get in the playoffs, they just get swept by the Yankees. Yeah. Like just every year. Yeah. Not happening this year. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to think Probably if I could not. name like five guys on the roster, and I'm like, eh, that'd be tough. Like, it's not of nothingness, right? Again, like they're a competent team, but it's like a hodgepodge. Like you look at it and like, I don't know who these guys are. They're good for the most part. They're definitely like the the, the starting pitching is good. And yeah, that's what's unfortunate is the pirates are gonna get the uh the toughest part. They get their top two dogs. Now they get Dallas Keuchel. Vito pitches that game. We know Osvaldo Vito's not that that good, but like Dallas Keuchel's bad, guys. He's bad. So he's faced thirty six batters in six point two innings this year. Thirty six batters, guys. Um, Nine point five four five ERA. Jim's on mute, so boo him, please. Zero strikeouts. Zero strikeouts. It is bad. So the team's decent. They're facing their top two guys, but that's that's a game you got to win. I hate to say it that way, but that, that's a game you got to win. Yeah, I mean, you hope that you steal one game from Lopez and Gray, uh, and then you you beat Dallas Keuchel. Now, again, you've got Osvaldo Beto going, so... I don't know how much better Osvaldo Beto is than Dallas Keuchel, but well, a lot actually. I mean, it's it's six and two thirds innings for Keuchel. Like, there's a reason why he's only pitched six and two thirds innings this year. Also, like teams don't want him. I Not that teams want Osvaldo Beto, but, but like if Osvaldo Beto was a free agent, like a, like a major league free agent going into this season. Would he have, and he was signed by the Twins, would he have six and two-thirds innings so far this year? Probably not. I'm just saying, it's, <laughs> it's bad times for Dallas Keuchel. 
great. Work. Oh yeah. Like he's been awful. So yeah, there's that. They got that going for him. Um, they yeah, have that going for him. <laughs> it got that going for him. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough these first two games because those are two really good pitchers. Hopefully the strikeouts don't get out of control because we kind of have seen that lately, especially against pitchers with, you know, pretty good stuff. Uh, these guys like to, uh, like to go down looking, like to swing and miss every once in a while. I mean, we, we've kind of been consistently over 10 strikeouts a game now, I feel like, for three months. Yeah, maybe no, about three months. Yeah, no, that's great cool. looking wife he has though. Who? Dallas Keuchel. Oh, Kelly Nash. What a he's winning! He's winning somewhere in life. Yeah, he is. It was but, with the Astros. Yeah, and then with his wife. But I actually am. I think the most intrigued I am, and you guys can criticize me all you want and boo me. I'm. I do want to see Andre Jackson. I'm intrigued to see him start another game. I like the stuff enough. It's probably not going to be pretty, but I want to see it at least perform for a few innings more than we saw last start. I want to see a little bit more progression progression out of him. Hey, Andre Jackson versus uh, Pablo Lopez. Not a bad pitching matchup. If you take out Andre Jackson's last start and you just go with his five perfect innings. <laughs> right. Um, no, honestly, I don't want to actually boo you, Tyler, because that's a good take. I, I'm left intrigued also. Again, with his rotation, just ride out to see what you got in him. I'm not thinking it's going to be good, but I'm hopeful and want to find out. But... uh yeah, like the one thing about the Twins too, and this is after the All Star break, twelfth uh, in baseball and weighted runs created plus as a team. They do strike out though, so twenty seven percent strikeout rate for the team. Um, so yeah, like that, there's kind of some intrigue with Andre Jackson because it seems like he's got some swing and miss, and that's why you're kind of interested in him as a starting pitcher uh, as well. So yeah, like I'm kind of intrigued on what that starts going to be. And Beto. Whatever. Yeah. But just, that's a bullpen. At this, at this point, Beto is just kind of there to pitch innings until the offseason. Yeah. When he can him. when he can get DFA'd in October. I don't know yeah. if I go there. There's no way. There's no way Osvaldo Beto's on this 40 man roster come roll five draft. I don't know if I'm there yet. Maybe I don't think I'm, he needs to be. Yeah, I think there's enough really bad here that... Like, Osvaldo Beto, I think you can make an argument that he could be productive in a bullpen. He's not making anyone's 40-man roster during an offseason. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's fair. I, no, here's... I, I see both sides. Mm-hmm. I think what Tyler oh, is... Shocker. I, no, but honestly, like I see where you're coming from. Um, I haven't, we haven't done like a rundown, but I could see a situation this offseason where there's other people on the pecking order before you get the veto. But the same sense, that's why I don't really care because I don't think anyone's picking him up. Like I don't think you need to yeah. to save his spot on the forty man. Um, but yeah, whatever. 
yep. But yeah, I guess just something of note. Again, this is all after the All-Star break. But as far as the Twins, you know, I mentioned the offense, the relievers, ERA, they're 23rd in baseball. So the bullpen's not as good as the rotation, right? That's definitely the strong point. So the Pirates can find a way, like like you talked about, they can get all hot at the same time. Like if if Hayes and Reynolds is doing what he's doing and Jack can find one of the first two games where he, he becomes Jack mode, that's the game you steal, right? Like we're talking like, there's a potential to take two out of three. They can get to one of those starters. It's it's possible. It's possible they could sweep them. Don't well, I'm not doing this again, Jim. No, no it seems stupid. They might. <laughs> no, they're going to win the first two and they're going to lose to Keiko. You yeah. know, I'm going to say my prediction, they win one out of three. And they beat Pablo Lopez because he's just a guy. He's a dude. Pablo Lopez, perfect game. I think they win two out of three. I think they win the Jackson start, lose the Keller start because uh, well, that's a discussion for another day. But Plus, we already know Andy won't be playing that game. Then. And then Sunday, they probably win it somehow. Because Dallas Keuchel's pitching. <laughs> yeah. So I think they win tomorrow, lose, win. Fair. So beat Pablo Lopez. Oh, yeah. Andre Jackson is going to throw a gem tomorrow. Four yeah. innings of maybe like one run ball. One hit. Yeah, well, my gym is like one run ball. So he will. He's going to pitch well. They're just going to lose because Pablo is pitching a perfecto. It is what it is. He's a good pitcher. Okay. Great changeup. But anyways, um, as as yeah, Andre I could see Jackson's. them. What's that? Not as good as Andre Jackson's. No, of course not. Exactly. But uh, I, again, I, I could see two out of three. You, you can just see it because of Keiko is just so bad. Yeah. But of course, we'll be laughing when we talk. When, we're, when Jim and I are on Starbucks and we're talking about that loss. No, it'll <laughs> be me and you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jim's taking another week off. <clears throat> I get like a week off. But regardless, we're over here talking about how bad Dallas Keuchel is and Andre Jackson and Osvaldo Beto are starting two out of three for us <laughs> with Mitch Keller, who has given up a thousand runs in like the last seven starts. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Pirates World. Yeah. Why do I do this anyway. again? Anyway. Anything else you want to say? No. Not really. Are you two done fighting? No, absolutely not. No, save it for next week, though. I'm not saving anything. Next time you open your mouth, I'm just... we're going at it again. All right, shut up, dummy. You're such an idiot. You left me in such a pissy mood. Good. Stupid hat. All right, I'll be live in like an hour doing Out of the yeah. Park. Nobody off cares, season. Jim. The 2023-2024 offseason. Um, so if you want to see what kind of moves we make, join. Should be a fun, should be a fun stream. A lot of stuff gonna happen. What is uh wait, where are you at the season? Is it over now? Is this off season's season? over? So off season where did, where did we'll, you finish? I think it was seventy-seven and eighty-five. Jim's such record. a bad GM. What are you talking about? That's gonna outdo be, what this team does. What it, year are you in? Projections. That was twenty twenty three. Good Lord, hurry up. Boo. 
<laughs> Fire GM Jim Charrington. <laughs> Their podcasts are probably laughing at our pictures. Let's get it. The, yeah, there, yeah, there's definitely like the the Minneapolis Nine podcast or whatever. <laughs> they're, they're like, who in the hell is Osvaldo Beto? And then they're looking up his stats and they're just laughing. Because they're like, this dude's worse than Dallas Keuchel. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible, but two out of the three pitchers they have are worse than Dallas Keuchel. All right, let's yeah. get out of here then. So yeah, tune into Jim. Unless you're listening to the podcast, he won't be on in an hour. So we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Sorry, Scouts. See you all. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.